Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Yes, indeed. The mic does, in fact, sound nice. The voice, eh, we working on it. Thank you for joining me this week. It's about damn time. Jared Dam, I'm in the building once again this week. Thank you for rocking with me. I know uh, last few weeks you've had to hear me say, uh, you know, I'm getting over my respiratory infection. I'm getting over my respiratory infection. Well, I'm I'm about there. You know, still the voice is a little, eh, not where I needed to be, but, you know, still drinking hot teas, still, you know, unsweetened tea at that, you know, type 2 diabetes. So I'm, I'm trying to drink tea, uh, you know, Hot tea, get it all out. But thank you this week for joining me. It has been a crazy weekend. Um, um, so I don't, I can't speak for your Monday. My Monday was pretty, pretty <laughs> tumultuous as well. So the last few three days, uh, it's been really rough. Um, but I, I don't want to uh, start with me. I want to start first with anybody who has family members or has been affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to you. Real thoughts and prayers, not the, the fake stuff you do on social media. Um, I, I I am originally from Louisiana, as I point out every single time. Shout out to Shreveport. But at the same time, I do want to recognize that, you know, South Louisiana has been impacted greatly uh, through through that storm. So I know there were just a couple of people that, that actually lost their lives. It's very sad. Um, you know, my condolences. But, you know, just stay strong, Louisiana. Um, I'm saying this as as storms are now coming here um, into the Atlanta area. But nothing like Category 4 wins. So, y'all, just stay strong and we can get through it all together. So, my week this weekend, this past weekend, was not as bad as, as Hurricane Survivors. But, you know, it, it, was, still, it was still pretty rough. You know, um, but, hey, you know what? You kind of just got to roll with the punches and, uh, you know, just move forward. Um, I've been in the spirit of uh, transition for quite some time. Um, I've always had these conversations with some of my friends because um, I'm, that, I'm that person that always, you know, does so much for other people. I try to reach out. I try to do different things. I stretch myself way too thin. Yes. Uh, I've probably covered this several times in several different episodes and several different iterations. But. I stretch myself way too thin, and I've always had friends to talk to me and tell me, hey, you know what? You got to start setting boundaries. You got to, I hate the B word. I really hate the B word, but you got to start just sitting there standing up for yourself, setting boundaries. Me personally, I was like, hey, if I do that, you know, a lot of people who say they're my friends, they're going to they gonna ride out. They say, so what? They say you got to do it for you. You do it for you, and people ride out, and uh, it, it hurts. It hurts, but um, 
I never have. I, I don't have any ill will towards anybody. You know, it's it's me just kind of dealing with my own stuff. I've been a little recluse. Where where most times, if you're hearing from me, it's mostly digital content. But I'm going to get better. I am going to get out more. I'm going to talk. You just got to give me some time. Just got to give me some time. But enough about me this week. This week, I am talking to Taisha Sheldon. Now, Taisha is a nurse, a registered nurse, working in the NICU. We're little, little tiny babies, which I don't be scared of. Just they're too tiny for me. So, Taisha works at the NICU as a, as a registered nurse. Taisha is also a professional dancer. I mean, she on stage with with legends, and so she'll talk about TikTok. She'll talk about um, you know being on stage with some of the legends that she's been with, and it's a great conversation. Taisha also, you know, I always got to throw a mental health um, piece in there at some point in time. She also has a great um, thing that she just started up uh, where she talks about mental health and actually speaking to to dancers because if you think about it, dancers are under a lot of pressure mental health wise. You you're being judged by the way you look, uh, you're being judged by your movements. It's a it's a lot of pressure. So um, she she talks about different seminars that she's creating for them. So this is great. It's a great conversation. I I end up making a shout out of the week one week. I promise you. I promise you. I'm bringing it back. And and when I made a shout out of the week, I shot my shot to reach out to her. I'm like, hey, can you can you be on on the podcast? So she's been patient while I do my regrouping. And here it is, the conversation in its entirety. Taisha Lulu, her nickname is Lulu. We get into that too. So me and Lulu coming at you right now next. I'm really excited to talk to this guest. Um, now, granted, my voice still ain't healed from the respiratory infection, but I'm still really excited because um, a couple of months ago, I shot my shot with this with this individual. Like I I I, I put her as a as a, a shadow of the week, and I was like. Could you be a guest? And and I have the the lovely, the talented, um, the the incredible uh, Taisha Sheldon. So thank you for coming. You oh, are wow. <laughs> you are, and I, and I want to make sure I get this right, so I have it prepared right here on my phone, All on my, right. on my right. handy dandy phone. You are a <laughs> registered nurse. Mm-hmm. You're a professional dancer, yes. a mental health advocate, yes, a speaker, and a change agent. Hello. Ooh, girl. You're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. I I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for that introduction. And thank you so much for bringing me on. Absolutely. Thank you for, thank you. So how, how are you doing? How, how, how are things going? I know it's hard being a nurse at this time of year. So how, how are things going for you? Things are going well. Um, I'm a little uncertain of how things will be going in the future. Um, with everything with the vaccines and that Pfizer just got approved by the FDA. So I'm just a little nervous. Um, just to be on the personal level, I am not vaccinated um, for my own personal choices and I am not for or against. So it's just a matter of how will my um, job start to move now that everything is being approved and um, some people are vaxxed uh, on, my, on my unit and some people are not. So it's very interesting to see how this is going to move. Yeah, that, that is interesting. I, I uh, we kind of talked about it, touched on it a little bit on my on a, on another podcast that I do, and um, yeah, I know that I know that the FDA approval, you know, m- you know, pushes towards a mandate. So 
and, and for uh, for some so, some people that are that are uncomfortable with it, I I can see how that that's going that, that could be, um, you know, stressful to say the mm-hmm. least. Especially um, when you're already in your career and you're like, I don't want to leave. I love being a NICU nurse. I love my babies. I love going to work. Actually, I've been off work for a week and I can't wait to go back tomorrow. So um, they just sent the email. It's funny. They just sent the email about the FDA approval. I'm like, okay, what are you trying to say here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, normally I do like a a, a damn if you know it's it's more so it's my first segment it's, it's more so of a of an icebreaker hold on okay, okay. <laughs> excuse me but the the problem is in my mind here's what my icebreaker is going to be because you are a dancer i was because in, in my new obsession is tiktok i don't tell nobody but because you are a dancer i was like all right let me find me a dance video and then i, I was going to show it to you and then have okay. you rate it but i i as I was scrolling through videos, I quickly um, figured out that's probably not the best for me because I ain't got no rhythm and I ain't really good at, at judging dances. So instead, I will ask you, <laughs> instead, I will ask you, um, do you utilize TikTok? Do you, do you look at or perform any type of dance videos as a professional dancer? And, and, and how do you feel about TikTok and dance, especially when it's the whole controversy about um, you know, black creators creating the dance and then, and then white creators in air quotes borrowing the dance. <laughs> um, this is such a hot and controversial topic. Um, I know when everything started to blow up on TikTok, it was a big thing. Um, but from my viewpoint, as a lot of professional dancers have seen, dancers on TikTok, and I use my air quotes, um, are not the dancers in the professional world. Right. Now, there are some professional dancers that utilize TikTok to keep, you know, keep promoting themselves, to keep their levers, to keep, you know, that's how people are getting gigs as well. But from a professional standpoint, a lot of choreographers, a lot of dancers that do choreography and they look at TikTok choreography, it's kind of... Mm, a little shunt and they look at it as um you would not be putting that on stage so these are not real dances quote unquote these are just movements that are popular on tiktok and mm-hmm. tiktok dances should have stayed on tiktok so that's just my personal view well you heard it from a professional dancer and <laughs> and um i i want to cover um this this whole this you as a professional dancer because um prior to uh, you know, in, in this interview, I, I like to get a little prepared, like to just make sure that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I'm scrolling through your IG. I know you saw me no notifications. Like, oh, okay, here's is, a like, here's a like, hey, is he, is he liking stuff from March? Yep, right. because <laughs> because I'm scrolling through, just kind of you know, lay the land. I'm like, yo, this is you have a, a great TikTok. It's, it, I mean, uh, Instagram is, it's got inspirational quotes. It's got dances. It's just got you know great pictures. We gonna cover all of that in a in a little while. But before I ask you about dancing, and then I'll and I'll get to nursing, um, because I think those are way too different you know uh, backgrounds to have. But yet you you do on um, both of them so very well. I my first question I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The nickname is Lulu. Oh yeah. Where did Lulu come from? <laughs> Great question. Okay, so I got this name years ago, probably back in 2010, 
in mm -hmm. um, from an ex. Um, and it derived from my love for I Love Lucy. I'm a big fan of Lucille Ball. Mm. If you know me, you have seen plenty of things um, I post here and there, but mostly in my home, I have a lot of collection, uh, collection of her. Um, but if you also look up the definition of Lulu, it describes my personality so well. So that will be a homework for you. That will be definitely some homework for you. If you look at the definition, that describes me to the T. But yeah, it derived from my ex, um, from my love for I love this too. That's that's incredible. I, I say I know so many people that 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 like I love Lucy and and, and love and love the uh, comedic stylings of of, of Lucille Ball. Um, I I didn't have cable um, when I was growing <laughs> up, so I watched I watched like every episode because it came on from one to one thirty. Oh, those late night shows, yes, always. So I I had to watch it, and, and I grew to I grew to appreciate what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Um. There was one thing I, I did want to I, I did want to see because I saw in a in a post that you know you had you had a little post where you had a little video a little you know a little funny segment almost I think it's like a reel or a post or a TikTok or something like that and so what's the difference between um, Taisha and Lulu like because I, I I know for me Jared and Dam are like basically two different personas. And and Jerry's the like the the the, the mal mannered guy that's is super sensitive and hey and, and loving and and damn is kind of an egomaniac. So what's the <laughs> what's the difference between Lulu and Taisha? Got it. So um, I I don't want to say they're two different people because I know a lot of people when they have nicknames they always say oh, they're two different people. Well, you are one person, so they are one and the same. It just depends on uh, what environment I'm in depends on what I'm doing. Um, that will depend on what side of me you'll get. Now, people have the luxury of getting both. They love both. Um, Taisha is my government name. That will be my professional outing. That will be me at work. That's me as a nurse. That's what you'll get. Um, if you see me dancing, that's Lulu. That's the Lulu you get. Um, my, um, I'll say my, I don't have to put myself in a box side this is my creative side um so a lot of people don't see that um because i have uh different depths of lulu that i like to ex i say explore mm -hmm. so you see a little bit of lulu on my page for my dancing um but there's also a lulu that i like to share like sasha pierce that's, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that, that's a totally different side um that's where lulu can go um but the taisha side is the more professional side I love it. I love it. Hey, we 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 all have our different sides, and I, and I, and I like that. That ultimately, it's the same person. You just you just you just have different sides on on when you show it and when you don't show it. Absolutely. I flipped, I flipped the coin before we started, and I, and I to figure out if we're gonna start with nursing or dancing. Okay. Uh, heads won. So it. so nursing. So I mean, so dancing got it first. Dancing. Okay. All right. So how did you get into dancing? Um, I've always had a love for dance since I was little. I actually love dancing and my mom saw that side of me. So when we would go out to family out and she's like, go Taisha, go dance, go dance. And I was so like introvert. I was just such a non-social um, person um, growing up. But then as I started to enjoy watching other people dance, 
that's what inspired me to dance. I was inspired to inspire. So I love dancing because I know how it feels when I see other people do it. So I do it so that other people are, you know, they feel the openness, they feel the um, energy to do what they want to do and feel free to create as well. Yeah, now, now I, I totally get that. Just, just again, no rhythm Jared over here, but <laughs> watch, <laughs> watching your videos, I, I, I do see the passion and the energy in it, you, you know, it, and, um, and, and, and it's really an art form. This is really art form in general, but it's really, it's really an art form watching you do it. I, I'm, look, look, I just, I already knew I was a fan and I scrolled through, <laughs> scrolled through your Instagram for like 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm a super fan now. So I, I, so I, I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. What would you consider um, the career highlights of dancing? Because you worked with a, a wide variety of people. So what would you feel like? It's, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say the one person. So let, let's say like, you know, top, top three, what's, what's the, the top three or four, uh, career highlights for you and, and the people that you work with? So for me personally, my career highlight so far, I'll say so far because I so still far. have dreams yeah. and goals and admirations I'm trying to, I'm trying to gain, Absolutely. Um, was really one opportunity to experience multiple of this of those people that you have seen on one stage. So um, her name is um, Ebone, goes by Vanity Go on Instagram, but um, she found me uh, through one of the other dancers and booked me for Essence Festival 2019. That was the last in-person Essence Festival. And when I tell you that has been the best experience thus far, um, because I got to experience so much talent, um, it was, the highlight was um, Teddy Riley. It was his show, but he brought on so many other guests, like um, Tiana Taylor, I got to dance with her. Um, he brought on Pharrell, like I never, ever would have thought I'll be sharing a stage with Pharrell or um, Timbaland. The, in my top, my top three producers, Timbaland is absolutely up there. Absolutely. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But those probably were my top three. And just to see how Teddy Riley worked to see um, and to hear so many people he has worked with, produced with, um, brought up in the industry. I'm like, things you didn't know. You just love the music growing yeah, up. But then yeah. when you get to work with these people, you really get to see the genius and um, the legendary qualities and workmanship they have brought to the table. Yo, I am. Um... I I I'm, I was looking scrolling through videos of of that show. That show was bananas. So just 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 so many people there, and 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 I. The first thing for me was, of course, you know, because I, I love music, so I got starstruck. I'm like, oh my god, she worked with him. Oh my god, she worked with her. But I I think um for me the the after I kind of calmed down a little bit, which <laughs> took about seven minutes. But after I kind of calmed down a little bit. I think the main thing was like, how in the blue hell do you do you remember all of those dances? Because that's you that's wardrobe changes, that's different dances, that's different sounds. And you were killing it. And backstage, you it was crazy. It was crazy. Okay. Even artists had to step aside 
and take a break. And then we're on stage and they have missed their cues and we're like, just keep going. So you never know what's going on backstage when you're just in the front, but it, it's, it can be crazy, but you just have to, of course, it comes with experience, it comes with professionalism, it comes with, this is what you love to do, let's get, let's get to it, you gotta do it, show must go on. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to just uh, carve some time out in your schedule, so <laughs> so it, you can at least teach me some basic moves. Okay. I, I don't know, you, can, you, you can't really teach rhythm though, can you? You can't really, that's, it's no, either you, you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't teach rhythm like people like you have to at least have a good two-step now we gotta start from the basics okay if you can't get the two-step that's the struggle all right so it would, would it count if i if i do a two-step and i'm and i'm counting one two <laughs> that's that's the bare minimum <laughs> at least right. you know how to count at least you're right. on the count <laughs> all right. let's all progress right. from there <laughs> all right there's hope for me there's hope for there's me hope. all right hope. <laughs> all right so obviously you're talking about the essence festival 2019 obviously the world i feel like the entire galaxy at this point has been affected yeah. um by covid so how 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 has that just really impacted what you do as far as dance? I mean, obviously that was the last live show for the Essence Festival. Has mm-hmm. has has things kind of really slowed down for you, or, or have you had to come up with alternative ways to express this art form that, that you love so much? Absolutely, alternative ways. Um, once that happened, to be honest, that was um, my down moment as well because I had knee surgery. Um, I had knee surgery at the end of 2019, um, going into 2020. So when the pandemic hit, I had to look at it as, okay, everybody has to stop. I can't dance, so everybody got got to stop. Everybody, nobody can dance. If I can't dance, nobody can dance. So it was, um, that's also where my mental health came into play. I had to figure out how to keep going mentally and with my energy because I couldn't do what I love. And it was a stop for everybody. Um, it was hard to see a lot of um, creative, you know, um, creatives get pulled from tours, pulled from shows. Um, the money flow is different. So everybody had to find something else to do, different hobbies. So that is where my nursing um, degree came in handy. I was like, thank God. Thank yeah. God I have another love. Thank God I love baby. Thank God I love what I do because that was a struggle for a lot of people. And I was thankful I still had a job to go to. I still had income. So that was a really thankful moment for me because I I just got my final um, BSN in the beginning of 2019. Like who would have knew all of that would have happened to where that's what I have to depend on. So so yeah, it was was a hard time. And then a lot of um, things became virtual. I am not a virtual person. Mm. I prefer in person. So it was hard for me also to take classes still and thinking how how do I maneuver back into this world? Not only going from COVID, going from being shut down to things opening, because here we are in Atlanta, barely every, everything's pretty much open, you know? Right, so right. Uh, feeling comfortable enough to go back to classes with all these people. I remember right. the first class I went to, it was so packed. And I went home feeling sick. I was like, um, it was like, maybe I should not do that right now. Because I also have to think about keeping my health up to go back to my job. Right. Um, so that was hard. Um, and then a lot of um, opportunities started to be 
award shows being filmed and no public audience. So that was a different change. Mm. Um, so right now I'm at a point where I'm starting to feel comfortable to get back into classes. I'm starting to think, well, what is my next goal? How do I maneuver and which classes do I want to take now to achieve the dreams that I want to achieve? So I just really started going back to classes maybe like a month ago, um, like consistently. Um, if not two months ago, probably back in June, like right before my birthday, started being more consistent with it. Um, it's, it's changed. The entertainment industry has changed and you just have to figure out how you're going to adapt to it. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely true. I mean, for 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 me, like um, the ultimate hy- hypochondriac, I'm I'm you know I'm sitting in, you know at home, and even now, like like I told you, I had this respiratory infection, and the, and the first thing I did was like, yo, I got to go to 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 urgent care to figure out this COVID or not. Like I like I'm just I like it's it's to a point my mom w- was calling me regularly and be like baby get out the house a little bit like no get yeah yeah go go walk outside for a little while you ain't got to be around people to walk and i'm like are you sure mama because that's what they keep the covid they keep the covid outside so i get the paranoia in 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 that it's it's very stressful and i want to kind of cover that a little bit in 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 mental health uh, a little later in the show but let's kind of switch gears a little bit um and talk about um the nursing part, the other love of yours. So, so granted, your birthday was in July, yeah. right? And and even though, and, and on your birthday, you also celebrated a three-year anniversary of being a NICU nurse. Yeah, so it was my third year. Um, so I actually am coming up with my third year being a nurse, but it's my it was my first year, my okay. one-year okay. anniversary being a NICU nurse. Okay, wow. And that's, that's exciting. So for, for me, like, Couple questions came to mind because I, mm-hmm. I, I looked at the post because I'm nosy and and I had to prepare for the interview. So first one is like, how? What's the difference between, you know, being a NICU nurse versus you know being a, a nurse in other departments? Right, right. And a, a lot of people don't. Um, that's such a good question because a lot of people don't realize it's 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 different units, it's different types of nurses. So a lot of people just expect, oh, you're a nurse, you do everything, like you're mm-hmm. everywhere, you do everything. But um, you have it's different units, different departments. So at first I started in labor and delivery. Moms come in, have their babies. That's a different unit. We have ICU for adults, um, which is intensive care unit. And we have the NICU, which is the, um, was the neonatal intensive care unit where the babies come. So um, you have um, PCU, um, progressive care unit. You have um, med surge. There is, um, you have the cancer um, unit. Um, you have, there's so many different units. Like there's not, like a lot, a lot of nurses have been able to do different units in their experience. Um, for me, I love babies. Yeah. So every, every time, if I want to switch unit, I have to deal with babies. Now, at first, granted, I was so scared of being in the NICU because when I was in nursing school and we only got one day barely in the NICU and mm-hmm. um, in the whole women's department, we only got barely one day. So you'll see either labor and delivery, you'll see the NICU or you'll see uh, postpartum, which is after moms have the baby. So I didn't get a lot of experience, but I knew in my heart, I love babies and that's where I wanted to be. But when I saw the babies 
in nursing school and all those wires, all those medications they were hooked up to, they're so little, so fragile. I said, this is scary. Like, I don't want to be the, the cause of why this baby doesn't make it. That was my thought. But when I first got my first nursing job um, in labor and delivery, I was okay, I can help deliver babies. Awesome, that's what I want to do. But the all of the emergent situations that arrived, I didn't I didn't know how critical it was until I was in it. Right. So that was hard for me. I said, no, I gotta get I gotta go. So I did like maybe a little over a year in there. I said, Taichi, love babies. And I realized in my experience and actually being able to float down to NICU um, a couple of times, there's support. So that was my that was my push to go into NICU, knowing that I would have support. Um, knowing that I wouldn't be the only one trying to save this baby's life. So that right. is how I got in the NICU. And I, I, I am so thankful. I love it. Love it here. <laughs> well, you covered my second question because I saw that I saw that part in the post about, about how like the, the fear of the of the of the monitors and the health condition and the wires. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, how did you overcome that? But learning, learning and realizing that you had support. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a big deal. Some of us struggle about that in just the personal life, right, me included. Right. You know, because <laughs> I just try to do everything myself. But yeah. uh, I, I just think I just think that's that's I think you make it seem really easy to overcome, like the way you the way you just kind of shifted the mindset. Because me, it's not, oh, it's I would have been scared as a mug. <laughs> like, it's not, and it's still still when I go to work, depending on. Um, the assignment I get, you know, you still get nervous. You still have those uncertainties in your brain. But when I tell you when I've been put in those predicaments where I have to literally save a baby's life, those that training, and that's what it comes back to knowing your training, remembering your training and make sure you get good quality training. That is what saves you in those moments. Because as soon as I, um, I think a baby, um, I remember the situation, I was helping another nurse, um, down like we get we're supposed to be at 90 to 100 on our sat so oxygen levels um in our in our rollings in our our bloodstream babies was in lower than 10 like got all the way yeah got lower than that heart rate in the 40s so it's a matter of you know calling respiratory calling your charge nurse making sure you're bagging correctly making sure you're monitoring what the baby is doing make sure you're monitoring the mouth you got to remember so many things, but you have to make sure you take your, your training into consideration, making sure if you don't feel comfortable, then you have to make sure you bring other people in that can do it. And you don't just jump in thinking, I'm going to just try. No, this is not a try situation. Right. This is a do situation. If those training, um, those points are not hitting your brain to so jump in and do the correct thing, making sure you're calling people to come in to help you. Yo, Thais, you you saying that you you see I grabbed my chest, my <laughs> eyes start watering. I was like, oh my god, 40, forty, oh forty, oh ten, right. no ten percent, yeah. oh lo- yeah, it, oh. It, it, it gets it gets scary, it gets yeah, because your yeah. heartbeat they're supposed to be in the, at least the eighties. Yeah, yeah, we're okay in the eighties. We want you to be up there, but when your heart rate starts dropping and dropping and dropping, and your oxygen level is dropping and dropping, oh, we got to intervene quickly look i i i was I, my next question i was just getting ready to ask you what was what's what's more nerve-wracking being on stage in the in the, in the Essence festival or, or 
or being a NICU, but you, I think you cleared it up just clearly. Just geez. Yeah, yeah. That that it's a different level of stress. I yeah, think that it's a different level of stress. Well, see, I I think that says a lot about you as a person because you're able to handle that stress in different like those are two different levels of stress. And yeah. and there there are dancers who feel so comfortable on stage and video sets and, and all this st- and stuff and be, uh, you know, not a, without a problem. And then you, you put them into the NICU and they would lose their shit. And then, and then, and then you got people in the NICU that if, if they were, they were seen in front of like thousands of people on stage, either they were, even if they were just thinking Mary had a little lamb, they <laughs> probably might shit on stage. So mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you can do both. You can do both like that. That show that's that's a it's just very endearing to the talents that, that you have. And it, it, these are two different fields and you excel at both of them. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. Um I tell you, getting here to to be able to do both, it was um it was hard because when you are in the dance industry, they tell they tell you you can only do this. This mm. is the only thing you can do. There's no plan B, no plan C. Um so it was hard because I got people saying, well, why are you still in school? Or, oh, you're still in school? Or what are you doing? Like, you're not taking dance seriously. Just those things, you know, it, right. it, it affects you. I'm, you know, I can't sit here and lie that it doesn't affect you. But at the end of the day, you have to go after what you want, what you love, what you care about and forget, you know, what other people say. You really can't care about what other people say because they're on their own journey. For them, you know, that's not for them. And that's not supposed to be for them. This wasn't a conference call. This was God calling on my life. I love what I do. And that's all that matters. Right. And and and, and, I, and, I, and I love that because I'm passionate in so many different things. So this, this, this here's why it's, it's like an inside look and why I'm such a fan of yours, because I'm passionate in so many different things. I like podcasts and I like blogging. I like, you know, you know, helping others and speaking to people about different things. And so, and so when, when you have, when you're, when you're in that two competitive environments where, you know, you got to put all your focus in to be the very best that you can be. And, and then they're telling you, Oh, well, you're distracted. And you're like, I can have two loves. I can have two passions. Yeah. And and the, the, the fact that you're, that you fought for these two passions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. I love it. Okay. I do want to I do want to talk about this and I saw this on I, re- I remember I re- actually remember commenting on this when you got the LLC for this mm-hmm. for, for your company and I going back in and looked at it I was like oh I'm 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 not smart at all I I didn't I didn't realize you were saying embody I just saw EYM body and I was getting ready to say well hey tell me about EYM body but it's embody it's in, do, you, see, do you see it I see, see it the Thank I see you. it. I see and I, I didn't explain it. I did a little bit, but I I don't explain. It. I want people to gather it for themselves, and I'm glad that you grabbed it. Oh, me too. Because I'm gonna look foolish. I'm gonna look so <laughs> foolish. Because I was practicing. I'm like, let me talk to me about EYM body. You know. Yes. So, talk- but it does. It is an acronym, and it does stand for something. But in total, it is embody. Yes. So, entertain your mental body. Exactly. I I love this. So tell me about this company. Yes. So um, I had to start um, a workshop for nursing. Um, To graduate from nursing school, I had to 
pick any topic I wanted to and to do a workshop to educate the audience I wanted. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I got to make sure I do something that means something to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, dance and nursing, how can I mix the two? So I had to think back to, um, I think it was 2018 or no, 2017 was probably the hardest uh, moment for me because my favorite aunt passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just made me think like, how can I pull something that has meant so much to me to this workshop? And I thought back, like, how did I get, how did I overcome a hard moment in my life? Because that was the first time I ever felt depressed. First time I ever felt the need to use the word. Right. My favorite aunt passed away. Um, then I had to um, take a final. So I went home for the funeral, came back, went to the library to, you know, try to review a little bit. Um, And I asked my professor, I said, hey, could I talk to you? Um, You know, go over a couple questions. He said, I've already seen the exam, so I can't. I said, okay. So I went to the testing center. I said, hey, can I extend my time? I just want to review a little more. They said, okay. So I did that. Went to review a little more, came back. They said, oh, you can't take your exam. Your exam was final. It had to be done at this time. Oh, cool. I can't tell you how hard that was for me. And then I had to schedule a meeting with my professor, with the dean, just to try to try, try to explain my side of how it all happened. No budging, no budging. They didn't care. They did not care. It was a no. So I had to retake the whole um, class over, repay for the whole class. Um, so after I left that meeting and they told me no, I found a corner and I cried and at that moment it was so ironic that the person that found me in that corner was my mental health professor Mm. and I never I never opened my eyes I was crying I was head down but I heard her voice and I knew her voice distinctly and she told me I don't know I don't know exactly what's going on with you um she asked me if I had a class I was supposed to be in I told her yes she said, you can do one of two things. You can either put it on the shelf, go back to class, do what you have to do, then go home, take it off the shelf, and take care of it. Or you can let your professor know you have to go. So what I did, I put my emotions, stuffed it up, put it on the shelf. I went to go finish my class because we were in the middle of, um, of skills. So you have to go do different um, tests, different, uh, uh, different things inside of this, um, this room where you are pretending, quote unquote, um, taking care of different patients. So I had to suck it up, go do the skills, went home, and I, I lost it. Like, it was like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so that was just a moment for me of how to overcome such a, a hard time, you know, losing a, you know, such a dear family member, not graduating with my class. That was so hard. Yeah. And just having to re, re, rethink my next steps in life. So I had to think back, what did I do to overcome those things? And that is what was my basis for my workshop is coping strategies, um, anxiety, depression. What does that look like? What is it? Um, So that's how I started my first workshop. Uh, My second workshop um, 
was this year. I was trying to do it last year, but um, so after my second workshop, I started to, you know, think of different things, different words. I'm like, I really want to keep pushing this. I really want to keep helping dancers because everybody goes through mental health, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, you know, dance is also my profession too. I know what we go through being on the front line, being out there on stage and having to put on this front and having to go home. That was something I had to think about. Um, but entertain your mental body. We entertain other people, but we're not entertaining ourselves and keeping ourselves together, doing self-care and thinking of the next steps to keep us going. Um, so that's how I kind of came over entertain your mental body. Um, I chopped different different um, different business um, names, logos and topics, but that just stuck with me for a while. And here we are with Embody. I love it. And I love it. And that's, and that's how I kind of, you know, learned about the company between your LLC and then that workshop that you, that you did back in May where you focus on the dancers. And I, and I thought, and, and, and that's, that's why you got shout out of the week that week. And, and, and that, and that's why I was like, yo, I, I have to, I have to sit down and, and talk to you. So I thank you for sharing that. And more importantly, thank you for creating this space. I am a big, big mental health advocate. Um, I, I struggle with, um, severe depression and anxiety my, myself. And so, so for, so for me, when I see another, another person that is a, that has, that has had dealt with it and that is making a positive impact to, to, to try to educate others and help people, I gotta talk to them. Like, I'm like, I gotta talk to them. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, um, and so, so we're at the last segment. I want to kind of, I want, what we normally do is we're taking the school, so put on your professor hat. Okay, okay. Damn university, like like my shirt. Damn university, and so this is like the the advice segment of the show, mm-hmm. and so I did get a write in to uh, from a, a, a individual that that basically put and I'll, and I'll I'll paraphrase. I know we're short on time. Um, this this individual, uh, what you know, knowing that I'm talking to a person that's a mental health advocate and and, and that I am as well. How important is movement as far as overall mental health? Because they, they, they feel like once they're in that mental state where, where it's, it's depression and you isolate, you, you don't want to move, you don't want to do anything. So, so, so how can we encourage people to, to, to that? First of all, is movement important as far as the overall mental health? And, and, and secondly, tell me how, how to encourage people to do so uh, in that regard. Absolutely. Movement is a thousand percent important. If you don't know anything else, get up at least 30 minutes a day and do something, whether it's walking around your block, going, doing some jumping jacks. If you don't want to leave the house, do something in the house to keep your body movement. Um, I do recommend actually getting out the house, though, because I was at a state one time when I, I was wondering to myself, am I depressed? Mm-hmm. But if I have to ask, ask me, I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. not. Um, and I realized it was my energy. My energy was down. But why was my energy down? I have, you have to think about how you move uh, through your life, not just movement physically, but how you're moving with your, your mind, how you're moving spiritually. <clears throat> what are you doing through your everyday life? I was, um, I just started the NICU night shift. So I was working during the night, sleeping during the day. I'm getting, I'm not getting outside during the daylight. I'm not seeing the sun yeah. and the sun gives you energy. Yeah. So I had to think about that. Taisha, on your days off, don't 
I hadn't, I had to stop keeping my normal schedule. Even on my days off, I was sleeping during the day still and just staying awake all night. But no, on my days off, I said, no, you will be getting outside. You will enjoy the sun. Even if it's sitting on my patio, you will get outside. So it's absolutely important. You have to move. You have to move because it keeps your immune system healthy. Once you are sitting and doing nothing, you're not keeping movement inside your body. People think movement is just for your physical outer. No, it's for your inner outer. So your hormones get balanced, your energy takes off. Try to think about your inside as well. And people don't realize how much movement helps your immune system as well, helps keep inflammation down, it helps keep your energy up. So absolutely, you have to move, have to. So, so you, you got to force yourself to move. You got to force yourself. Yeah, you have to force yourself. Um, when I had COVID, my mom felt the need to tell me because <laughs> mm. I had COVID right after my birthday. Tasha, make sure you get up and move. Don't just lay around. But all you want to do is lay around because you're so tired. You're so tired. You have no energy, but your body will accommodate. Your body will accommodate to what you make it do. You can't allow your mind or your body to control you. You have to tell yourself what you want to do and your body will accommodate. That's what our body is for, is to adjust. Just like when you're a baby, you don't know how to walk, but your body adjusts. Mm-hmm. Your body is building. Your body is accommodated for the things you are telling it to do. So you have to force yourself to get up and move. And once you start doing it more often, do a little bit each day. I am a big, I'm a big advocate of um, compartmentalizing. So a little bit here, a little bit there, start building, start building. The more you start to build and build and build, you're like, yes, thank God. Thank God I, I started, you know, it starts small. And you start incorporating different things, start covering more time to do it. And once you start building, you feel better. Absolutely. And I had that I had that same struggle with my respiratory infection. I started moving. So mm-hmm. I, I, again, thank you for joining me. I know you I know that we are short on time, but can you can you at least for like like give me like 20 seconds and then just it just and just give me where the people can find you in, where 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 can they follow you? Tell you know all the great things that's going on with you right now. Yes, absolutely. Now, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. If there's anybody that wants to help me with TikTok, go right ahead. I just don't want or have the time to just figure it out. But I would love to because I like seeing my cousin sends me TikTok videos all the time. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I would like to do that. But just to say, okay, I'm about to figure this out. That's a lot of time. And I was thinking I could be putting my time into helping these babies. I could be going to the dance studio, figuring out my next gig, you know, just so many other things I'm thinking of. Yeah. But um, I'll say that um, you can find me majority of time. I'm on Instagram, Dance Nurse Lulu. Again, Dance Nurse Lulu. You can find me on there. Also, I am a big, big advocate for Clubhouse. Now, mm. I love Clubhouse. It's, it's a, a networking app that nobody knows where you can go in there. Anything you want to learn about, anything you want to start up, anything you want to do, you can go on there and find people that are already doing it. Give you tips. Um, you can find me on Clubhouse. Um, again, Nurse Lulu or Dance Nurse Lulu. You can find me on there. I or will I, follow you. I will yes, follow you on Clubhouse. Find me on Clubhouse. Yeah. Um, find me on Clubhouse and then um, Instagram, Dance Nurse Lulu. That's where you can find me. All right. I mean, we're great. I, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I put all that in the show notes as well. So, again, thank you so much. I feel I feel like we we bonded over the last Absolutely. forty five minutes. So, I just say, Lulu, I want to call you Lulu. Any, yes, you call me Lulu. Yes. Um, if you have any any questions for me, um, personally, absolutely message me, and that's for anybody. If you want to ask me anything about dance, anything about nursing, anything about mental health, message me. Just hit my DMs. I'm open. I I, I got you. I, I, I in next project that you work on with mental health, I'm, I, 
you need some help, I'm there. I, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm definitely trying to plan another one for November because that's seasonal depression. So everybody look out yes, for that. Yes, yes. Look out for that. Yes. I'm so glad you're doing that. Lulu, again, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.